3: Welcome to Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live as always in New York City Halloween morning, October 31st. We hope you have a wonderful day ahead as we get you set on NFL trade deadline day. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt or Bot Purdy that's had a rough go of it uh, <laughs> electronically this month. But Peter I've been Schrager, uploaded with lots of
2: new features and security fixes, so I should be good. Should be good. Should be good.
3: We're going to pull you back in in a second here. Peter Schrager, the legendary, the great, the late Al Davis, Mr. Davis to some.
4: Just win, baby.
3: Accessorized to the nines. And uh, the, he who has an outfit change in the middle of Halloween wins Halloween.
4: Just moved up the ages. Mm. Now now we're channeling our usher and the... They go, yeah! So that's what we're doing right here. You look good. Good. Very
3: good, yes. And that move you had when you walked in the studio was light on your feet, it was quick. I had
4: to stretch before we started.
3: Yeah, you'd make sure that Achilles was warmed up. I'm Rihanna. Yeah. We, are, we are channeling the Super Bowl so, halftime amazing. performers on this side. Rihanna, queen material when she performed her halftime performance in Arizona, pregnant. Yes. I'm trying to get through good morning football season, pregnant yeah. as well. Uh, wow. GMF baby coming well, in this spring. Yeah, that is the announcement. It was like I started I started internally, who do I really feel I should be this Halloween? Yeah. And I was like, the baby says Rihanna. Awesome. The baby says. Love Rihanna. that baby. Thank you. Love that costume. Thank you. If
2: we had known we were doing Super Bowl halftime stuff, Peter could have been Tom Petty. Like, you would have yeah. been I'll be. Springsteen, we're ready to roll. <laughs> we,
3: we are who we needed we to not be today. But that's yeah. What, yeah, Peter, um, really um, admirable yeah. lift on that hair from you, Mr. Yeah. Davis. Mr. Today.
5: Davis, I was really—I mean, honestly—shout out to the hair and makeup, of course, our guy Bradford, and we've got our beloved Ashley. Yeah. who have been doing this for years. The hair was key. Yeah. But my man Ryan Rivera got yeah. the got the bling up here. The only thing I'm missing. Al used to have a little black man purse he would carry around. What was in before there? Before the game. There's all sorts of things. Souls. All sorts of things. <laughs> I don't have the man purse. We might have to get that for tomorrow, because I might just wear this the rest yeah, of the Yeah, you look great. I'm really feeling here. it. You really look great. Like a Sopranos character who talks about football. Yeah. I, no!
3: Oh, yeah. That was what Al Davis wanted to be known for, yeah. for sure. Uh, but Purdy, are you uh, working enough operationally to read us a highlight from Monday I
2: can handle the assignment. Sure. Meanwhile, my CPU is trying to process what was in Mr. Davis' bag. That's what Ew. I would like to know. What's in his bag? <laughs> Let's get into it. Raiders, Lions, Michigan coming up winners with the Lions going to 6-2, 26-14 with the dub, Happy Halloween.
3: Absolutely. With the dub, happy Halloween to Tom Pelissero. Good morning to you, our friend. Busy day as we inch closer to trade deadline day, 4 p.m. There were some names, maybe Monday Night Football, that we watched that could be on the move reportedly. But please walk us through what we're keeping an eye on today.
6: Jamie, first of all, happy Halloween to you. Love your costume. Congratulations, too, on expecting oh, again. Uh, I'm in my thank Will you. Selva costume, not pregnant, but still here to bring all the trade deadline info <laughs> to you. All right, let's talk you about Devante Adams deliver, once huh? again mm-hmm. after... The Monday night game expressed his frustration with the state of that Raiders offense. Now, that frustration is not new. It has been around for weeks. Adams has voiced it both publicly and privately. The Raiders have been getting calls about Devontae Adams for weeks. They were getting contacted even after last night's game about Devontae Adams. But the answer has been the same every time that someone has asked, which has been a resounding no. Of course, you're talking about seven hours or so now until the trade deadline. Things are going to move. You're going to have teams continuing to call about one of the premier wide receivers in the game. The Raiders had to figure out, is it worth it? They can make a couple of calls and get significant compensation for Adams, but you don't get better by trading one of the premier wide receivers of his generation. They're still in the playoff picture at 3-5, and five, still a lot to play for here. But again, we've got time up until the deadline. There's nothing contractually to prevent Devontae Adams' trade from getting done if the Raiders are willing to listen. The Titans continue to listen on Derrick Henry. They have gotten at least one offer for him, but they did tell Henry last week they are not shopping him, and at this point, there are no indications that the multi-time NFL rushing champ is going to be moved prior to the trade deadline. One of the indicators on that, the Titans did not rework Henry's contract to eat money in anticipation of a potential trade today. The deadline for doing that, a reworked contract, to pay it down was Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So any new team now training for Derrick Henry would be responsible for nearly $6 million that he has left on his contract this year. The Jets are also not shopping running back Dalvin Cook, though potentially he could be available for the right price. Cook has been great around the building. Everybody enjoys having him there. He's getting his legs underneath him after missing training camp looks better and better in practice. His GPS numbers have been way up, but he's a home run hitter who has not had a lot of opportunities to this point. He's one play away, one injury away from being suddenly the guy and having 15 to 20 carries per game. They like that as an insurance policy. They're not going to give Delvin Cook away, though again, seven hours or so until the trade deadline here. And we'll see if maybe one of the teams that could use a running back might make a call on a four-time Pro Bowl selection. Jamie?
3: All right, Tom, thank you very much. I know it's a busy day for you. Check out the insiders later on with Pel- Pelicero himself, Judy Batista, Ian Rappaport, and Mike Garofalo live at 12 p.m. Eastern on NFL+. Plus, and then continuing on from 1 to 6 p.m. Eastern right here on NFL Network. So, as you can see, today is Halloween. And in the NFL, they are into it, let's say. We already mentioned uh, Aiden Hutchinson dressed up as Boy. We, as the... Uh, Next generation, uh, one generation above him had to do a little Wikipedia dive on the Shark Boy experience, but I bet it stuck the landing for many.
2: Yeah, so I, 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 like, I get down with Veggie Tales. Is that Yeah, absolutely.
3: Like that? The Seahawks wore the throwbacks this past week, and a linebacker, Jordan Brooks, went with a 90s hip hop look. That cool. also, I think that could make the fit list as well. I don't know. Boombox. Do and then Joe Burrow. Here we go. In the name of galactic, galactic peace, Peter Schrager, right? Uh, he went with the alien costume. And the fact that sweatpants in perpetuity, of course. I
2: showed up like that and shredded the Niners. Off
3: off the plane. Talk about shredding. How about Miles Garrett? He is
2: hot. With the
3: effort, jeepers creepers. My God, as if he wasn't terrifying. He's more
2: scary without the mask. Show up like yourself, man.
3: Yeah. All right. Let's keep the spooky energy going, shall we? In your mind, what is the scariest thing? in the NFL right now, Jason?
4: Scary things is when you can put yourself in that position. You can think back. You almost have nightmares about it. The scariest thing in the NFL right now is to be lined up as a defensive back and to be lined across Tyreek Hill. And he does one of those motions that Mike McDaniel puts him in. And he is running at you full freaking speed. And somehow or another, you have to go backwards and keep up with this guy. I've been in that position. Sometimes when I close my eyes, I can just see a number 10 coming at me and fast forward. That right now in the NFL is the scariest thing to be up against
2: <laughs> I look at the major motion picture of the ring in which you see a videotape and then you get the call and it says seven days and you know you're screwed in <laughs> seven days I think the tape in this case is when you see the Eagles on your schedule and you get the game tape of the tush push mm. the brotherly shove and in seven days you're ass dead because nobody can stop it it's the best team in the league the best record in the league and if you have not seen Dallas Goddard a couple of weeks back mic'd up running that play you are in for a Halloween treat this is terrifying
7: See if we are in brotherly shove territory. Pushing forward. You said no?
8: We do this all day, baby. You know that. The leader in quarterback
2: runs for touchdown in the NFL. Adding to it with another one.
4: Good job, baby. You know, they kind of take that
7: play
0: personally around you here, don't no? they?
7: Wilkins right away, he stood him up. He's like, nope.
8: I started pushing. I put my hand right on the side I said, nope. I said, yeah, nobody asked." ass.
2: Dog. Somebody stop it. Dallas, you're up next. You just saw the videotape. You better figure out that mystery. You're going to, ah. Those people are at the end of the ring. Terrifying. <laughs> my, my, my scariest thing in the NFL is
5: very appropriate for today, and I always have to be on the lookout for it, and I'm begging you all to as well. You know, in Halloween, you open the door, and there might be a goblin, or there might be a witch on a broomstick. You know? Public service announcement. Be ready for fake. Twitter accounts today. <laughs> okay. FL trade deadline day. Uh, you are going to get your Adam Splecters. You're going to get your, uh, your Rop Sheets. You're going to get your Tom Pelashmeros. Make sure it's, it's the person that you think you are following. You're going to get fake trades. You're mm-hmm. going to get fake trade demands. Yesterday, there was one saying Jameis Winston was traded to the Vikings. I said, that doesn't sound like it makes any sense. <laughs> I texted someone at the Vikings. I said, did you guys trade for Jameis Winston? They said, no, you're an idiot. Okay. Be careful. Don't Fall for the rope dope If the person has an avatar and it's some weird thing, it's yep. probably not a yep. real account. If someone has a name and it's an expletive in the person's last name, it's probably not a real thing. Guys, today is trade <laughs> deadline day. This a lot great. of people are going to be making their money. It's fraud day. This is it. It's yep. also Halloween. The stars are out, and also it's a full moon. I am telling you, be careful of fake NFL accounts. Trust your reporters that you trust. Ignore the reporters that you usually don't trust. And as always... Keep an eye out for those who are confirming news and claiming to be the ones breaking. Way to go, Peter! Mm. Way to it's, go! And
3: remember, it's P. Schrags, not Peter Schrags. Oh no, I'm not doing any of that stuff today.
2: No, I, got, I just to make go sure check it's, or it's clarified. Yeah, no, yeah, the yeah, Eagles yeah. didn't trade AJ Brown to the Broncos. No, no, I, no. I have yeah. it right here. There's Jamie, an underscore. 1001. I'm diving into this. Yeah, let's, you
5: go. Are, let's go, baby! Yeah, you go get get some the insulin. The insiders can worry about that. Right. Schrager's Fabulous 5. You're just tuning in. I'm dressed as Al Davis this morning. We ranked the top five rookies regardless. Al Davis had an incredible knack for drafting guys that he wanted. So much so that in the early 2000s, he took a kicker in the first round. And everyone laughed at him. That kicker went on to be one of the greatest kickers in the NFL history. His name was Sebastian Janikowski. He's an icon. Number five on our list for best rookie performances of the week is a kicker. Cowboys kicker Brandon Aubrey makes the list. Brandon Aubrey went two for two from field goals, nailing them in a game where, you know, a lot of people were saying the Rams might catch the Cowboys here. One of these field goals was 58 yards. Made all his extra points. Significant because Brandon Aubrey is now eight weeks into an NFL career and he has never missed a single kick. Never missed a single kick. That's interesting, right? Um, Where'd he come from? story's cool. Played soccer at Notre Dame. Goes to the USFL, what is where that team? he says, after a career where he's playing professional soccer, Birmingham. goes to the Stallions Stallion. in Birmingham, okay. he's playing for these guys. Of course, we have USFL footage on Good Morning Football, because that's, that's how good we are. Uh-huh. Look at him here. He's making these kicks. The Cowboys say, let's give him a shot. Ends up making the team. He's their kicker. And check this out. Go through this. <laughs> through all the goblins and ghouls Go and this thing. Fugle's made to start a career. He's right there. He's on the record list. One more, he's the all-time record holder. Peter, are you a big Kai bath guy? Come on, let's shout him out. What do we do?
3: Kai Forbath.
5: like Chandler Catizaro? Sure. All those guys had nice careers. And I'm on to Aubrey. Number five, could be a difference maker come the playoffs. The Cowboys, kicker has been an issue over their history. All right, let's go at number four on this week's list. Finally, been waiting for this. We're going to get some Panthers footage. All right, All right come on, come on, we got no. Because we got first their wide receiver who they took in the second round, Steve Smith's guy. Smith loved mm. this guy going into the draft. That right there is our boy Jonathan Mingo, the physical presence at an Ole Miss. And then our joint thing here is it's not going to just be Mingo. We're going to pair him together with Bryce Young. Bryce Young finally gets an NFL victory. Come on, Bryce! Bryce Young Welcome. Against C.J. Stroud. We're happy for Bryce Young, the first overall pick. We hate that it took him eight weeks to make this list, but you know what, he's on it, he makes it. And I gotta say, Bryce Young played very well. He was happy after the game, and guess what? So was the locker room, check Mm -hmm. it
2: out. After
5: the game, Josh McCown is hugging him so close on the sidelines, he almost like kisses him, and I'm like, I feel that. I feel that. It's been an entire offseason of build up, a lot of frustration this regular season. They finally get a win in Carolina, and Bryce Young played well. This is just against the Blitz. One of the best blitzing teams in the league is what D'Amico Ryan's Texans do. Eight for 10, 142, and a 118 8 passer rating. I like it. Against the Blitz. Let's I like go it. To number three. Go to last night. How about the greatest rookie tight end I think this world has ever seen? It is Lions tight end Sam Laporta. Continues know to be the guy in an offense that is up there with one of the NFL's best. Sam Laporta last night, yet again. Huge numbers. Ten targets. Eight receptions. 58 yards. A crucial touchdown. Laporta comes from the Iowa tight end factory that gave you guys such as Dallas Clark and George Kittle. And now... We get Sam Laporta. Oh, that's after Hawkinson and Fant went in the same first round of the same draft. Mm. Laporta might be the best of all these guys out of the gates. Unbelievable performance yet again. And he was the reliable safety valve for Jared Goff throughout last night's game. But he was the second best Lions rookie. Jameer Gibbs had a breakout game last night. And it's against these very Raiders. He absolutely tore him up. Gibbs, his numbers, absolutely enormous. 189 scrimmage yards. Mm. Okay. The Raiders, as a team, had 157 scrimmage yards last night. So Jameer <laughs> Gibbs had 32 more yards <laughs> than the entire Raiders. It team. doesn't it break your heart wearing that jacket, Peter. Come on, what are we sure? You sure, it breaks my heart. <laughs> Mr. If I, Davis, if I was still here, things might be a little different right now. If you know what I mean. <laughs> what time is it? Hold on, let me get my my bracelets out. Throw it to Casper. Let me get my bracelets out so here. So I. What see. time is it? I'm so icy. Brooklyn-born Al Davis, what's up? <laughs>
6: 189
5: to 157. That's a whole entire logo. I'm ashamed right now. Yeah. Gibbs, huge game. And then look at this one here. Most scrimmage yards in a Monday night game, Lions history. Barry, Barry, Barry. Boop. Jameer Gibbs is now on the list. Herman Moore, of course. Barry Sanders. That's pretty 152 awesome. 152 rushing yards, 37 receiving yards. Jameer Gibbs is like 21 years old, and he's on the Lions as a rookie. He's already on a board with Barry and Herman Moore. Pretty good. And he's not number one. Who had a better day and better week than number you one? God. And number two? I got to go to Tennessee. Let's do oh. it! An oiler! Will Levis, wearing those old school oiler jerseys, you know. My Oakland Raiders used to take care That's of. That's right. Uh, Phillips and those. Uh, you go in the Oilers house of pain, Mr. Davis? We go to the house of pain. We give them pain. <laughs> If you don't hit the quarterback in the first five or ten plays, you're not doing the job. Hit the quarterback.
2: Mr. Davis, you also like House of Pain, the rap group. I, I love House of Pain. I'm, more, I'm actually
5: more of a, of, a, of, a, of a ice cube guy myself. Oh, is that right? I'm an NWA guy, if you know. <laughs> um, here we go. All these plays. Levis was awesome. You saw the numbers yesterday, and it was like he was bemused. He's like, all right, I guess so. Unbelievable performance. That's his family out there. It's so cool that they got to come down here and celebrate this with him. Happy for Will Levis, it was a very rough draft night, that first draft night. Goes to Tennessee, is he third string, is he second string, we don't know. Um, And then he got a chance to speak to the media afterwards. Will Levis, have your moment, dude.
4: This is a dream come true for sure, but I mean, we have, what what, what time is it right now? Yeah, I got 12 minutes to celebrate it before we're on to Pittsburgh, as as Vrabel said, so. but, I mean, like you said, I've been dreaming of this moment as a kid my entire life, even just to touch the field in the NFL game, let alone get a win. Um, is incredible.
5: Awesome night, and we, we asked for the next-gen stats because you got to see the vertical shots. This is something that's been missing maybe in that Tennessee offense. They aired it out with Levis, and he was hitting on them. Damn. 19 of 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Mm. I'm not sure there's ever been a more efficient more dominant, more impressive rookie debut from the quarterback spot. It's a perfect game. and Will Levis did it right out of the gates. Congrats to you, my man. Awesome performance after a rough draft experience. Here's the list. Again, if you had told me back in August that sure. we'd be in week eight going into week nine, and this would be the five, and Bryce would be like stuck at four with his receiver, but not really the guy, and Will Levis is number one, I'd say you're crazy. Aubrey, Gibbs, Laporta. You see the list, guys? What do you think?
3: I was so thrilled that Bryce Young and Mingo got a moment after yesterday. I know it was a game-winning field goal for the Panthers, but we wanted to see more of the day that they had. So, Peter, way to shine the light.
4: It's crazy just now seeing Bryce Young on that list, but like you said, awesome to see him. i go to the top. Will Levis for the Titans. Tannehill's hurt. He was hurt last year. Malik Willis, so many quarterback questions. Will Levis gets in and is like, oh, this is the NFL? This is what's supposed this to be so hard. Do. Just slinging four touchdowns was awesome.
2: Peter, I like Jonathan Mingo. I like Barcavius Mingo. You were going to be uh, Mango from Chris Catan as your costume. Yes. Aren't you right? That was your original plan? I had plan? a thong and I was going to oh. be chewing on an orange or an apple, whatever he did.
0: Yeah, This no, suits not, you not,
3: better,
2: Peter. That's late. That's
5: tonight, dude. Mm. Mr. Davis, got yes, smoke you better. bats. Look yeah. at the production design oh, no, here. wait a second. Smoke bats. I want to Halloween. I got a bug. Oh, oh, you got a spider. I got a spider.
0: <laughs> spider. Spider. <laughs> That's tonight. Got eight legs. You guys had eight yards last oh, night. Oh, i in yeah, a bikini well, tonight, God. Kyle. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower,
5: We're so happy and so honored that on trade deadline day, How about it? we're getting an NFL GM come mm-hmm. on the show. I promise you, no other network has this. And this man has helped bring the Lombardi trophy to Tampa mm-hmm. Bay in 2020. And his team right now is still playing exciting football. And he's got an exciting announcement for us. Let's welcome back to the show, friend of the show, Bucks general manager Jason Lightning. Let's go, hey, hey, hey,
0: Free Freebird! Hey. <laughs>
8: Have you guys had enough time to settle down from Kyle's uh, epic uh, rant there? Uh,
2: Never Never settle down, Light. Never
5: Never here. Jason, it also doesn't hurt that we've had a bucket of chocolate each before 9 a.m. You've got to be wired, too. It's trade deadline. We're going to start off with it a little bit. As a general manager, I think it's always interesting. How much is the mystique real, that you guys are on the phones, you're making calls? For a general manager, what is trade deadline day like?
8: Well, I mean, I hate to ruin it for some that think that we're sitting around a bank of phones like a telethon and answering them left and right um, all day. Most of the work's been done. Uh, conversations have had, been had last couple of weeks and scenarios. We've talked about them. It's like draft day where, you know, you, you have all those. the work is all done and then it's kind of quiet on the front. So it could heat up at some point during the day. But, you know, all in all, it's a, it's a you know, business as usual.
2: You know, Jay, you guys had this great start to the season and it was really exciting and you had the mojo going and now you're encountering adversity and you're right in the middle of it. How would you assess right now where you guys are just reaching this midway point of the 2023 season?
8: Yeah, of course, we wish we had gotten a couple extra wins here, but, you know, we are fortunate that we're in the middle of it right now and it's still sitting in front of us right now and we've been in this situation Uh, the last few years, even the year that we won the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, we like the team that we have. We like the the way that our players are wired. We like the talent that we have, the coaches. So we're uh, we had to regroup. And I think uh, we're excited about what's, uh, you know, this this next uh, second half. Well, a little bit more than second half of the season, next ten games. We feel like we have a shot and um, we're going to go out there and, and do our best.
4: You said that you have a shot and you're right in the thick of it, and that's what matters. But, Jason, today the Buccaneers launched a National Coaching Academy to create new entry points for coaches seeking opportunities in the NFL. Tell us a little bit more about this program and what it specifically aims to do.
8: Well, what's really cool about this program is, you know, we are going to cast a really wide net um, around the country. You know, it could extend beyond the borders. Um, to give, you know, underrepresented coaches, men and women around the, the world, uh, an opportunity to become a coach. And, you know, it's much like when we go into the draft looking for uh, the best player, if you focused only on the power five, you'd still get great players, but you would overlook, you know, some, some great players like Ali Marpet and uh, uh, Ryan Jensen, who, who've all come from smaller schools. So this, this gives us an opportunity to see, um, give us a diverse pool, give us the best opportunity to to give people some uh, life-changing experiences and uh, life-changing opportunities.
3: It is a fantastic thing you guys have going on. Uh, Can you just tell us about how you are going to be involved, the coaches, the owners, really your entire football staff in all aspects of the academy? And also, when you're looking to ultimately name the top five finalists for the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, what qualities are you looking for?
8: Well, this is going to be a great compliment to the Bill Walsh Fellowship Program. Um, the whole, another great thing about this, what owners, uh, the Glazer family here, it's, this is very important to them diversity and inclusiveness. We're all going to be involved in this. So it's the front office, it's all the coaches, it's everybody in the organization has been involved in this from the ground floor, from the initial conversations that we've had, um, and then throughout the whole thing, not just the, you know what we're going to do when these 25, when we reach the 25 people that come to rookie mini camp, and then we choose the five. It's going to be the, the entire process. It's not just selecting them. It's just going to be the entire process and what we do with them when they are here. It's 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 an awesome opportunity for them to be here when we have the rookies here, um, at a you know starting from scratch with them, and they'll be starting from scratch uh, from an NFL coaching opportunity. So um, we're really really excited about the whole program.
5: It's really cool, and we're honored that you would come on our show to talk about it. You know, I'm all decked out in Al Davis here. Mm -hmm. It's ultimate respect, paying homage to one of the legends. I wouldn't be doing my job as a rebel or as a maverick if Mm -hmm. I wasn't to at least try to ask you. Is there anything on the Mike Evans front as we look at 4 p.m. Eastern? He's a legendary Buccaneers receiver. We know the negotiations before the season. Can you give us anything? And if not, if there is nothing, feel free to say so.
8: I'm really looking forward to Mike uh, continuing his great career uh, here in Tampa and extending his streak of thousand-yard seasons here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
7: I like that. And
2: it's a long streak. It certainly is. Uh, You also have a long streak, Jason, of going on road trips and
8: having kick-ass playlists. Going (laughs) to Houston. What's on the
2: playlist this weekend, baby?
8: (laughs) You know what? Uh, That's a that's a good question. I'm, I'm kind of living uh, in the 80s, uh, early 90s mm-hmm. kind of genre right mm-hmm. now. Uh, you know, this may throw you off a little bit. I, I, you know, I recently heard some Tina Turner. I, I'm going to get back to Tina Turner. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. okay. I Simply I like the Bastions,
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: Oh, that's awesome. Incredible. Great like job, that. man. I like that. Tina Turner. It's great.
5: So, uh, Jason, thank you. Find out more information about the Coaching Academy or how you can apply Go to Buccaneers.com. Easy as that. There's information all there. Guys, uh, Jason, on behalf of you and the Glazer family, you guys are always at the front as far as giving opportunities to people who might not necessarily have them elsewhere. We really appreciate you coming on the
0: show to share the news. Great stuff. I appreciate you guys. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
5: it's halloween it's also trade deadline day very busy day at good morning football that's right no more appropriate guest than our friend scott pioli scott welcome to the show how hey you doing scott.
3: Halloween. What's up, scott?
7: good morning everybody i, I feel like I'm, I'm a little rattled right now from the uh, past trades <laughs> with mr davis so peter Take it Mm, easy, I'm better.
5: mm. (laughs) Am I embodying? Uh, I got the rings, I got some bracelets. I said I do with all respect. It's an homage to the legend. Um, Am I missing anything? Is there anything I should have as an Al Davis enthusiast slash someone who actually dealt with him on a personal level?
7: I just think the rings need to be a little bit more flashy, but otherwise you're killing okay. it, man. Mm.
5: Mm. Okay,
7: awesome.
3: Diamond crust.:
7: Awesome,
5: it. thank you. Uh, trade deadline day, uh-huh. and there was actually some really unfortunate news on Sunday when we saw Kirk Cousins go down. So the Vikings, 4-4, mm. and red-hot team, yet they lose their quarterback. Such a weird crossroads for them. Deadline's 4 p.m. Eastern. Do they make, like, a big splash move? What would your thought process be around Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell, and Quesi Adolfo Mensa?
7: Peter, I I think they have to explore it, but they also have to be very, very careful and understand where they are and what kind of return they might be able to get on their investment. So when you look at them right now, hey, the Lions are the leader of the pack right now. So really what the Vikings are probably going to be competing for is that seventh spot In the playoffs for the nfc at best but as you look at this football team i'm not sure that they can go out and find a quarterback that's going to be better than what they have on the roster right now as we know nick mullins is on injured reserve but rookie fifth round pick jaron hall is also there so i'm not sure what is out there that can be that much of an upgrade for what the cost is going to be So if they need to look at a player, I think they just need to look internally. And this always goes back to Peter and gang that I talk about. One of the most important things to do is that second quarterback position on your roster has to be good because there's always a chance like something like this can happen. So to me, the investment needed to be done earlier. I'm not sure giving too much away at this point would be the best idea.
3: It's curious you bring that up, that second quarterback position, because I'm going to talk to you about Will Levis. He played great on Sunday, the rookie. Ryan Mm. Tannehill was hurt in their game they played in London. He could be considered to be on the trading block right now. But then that's a really young quarterback room if you leave Will Levis and Malik Willis together. How do you handle this if you're the Titans' front office in terms of having a veteran in that room, no matter if when Tannehill is healthy, that you keep potentially Will Levis in that spot?
7: Jamie, you bring up the best point, which is the fact that If Ryan Tannehill is gone, then it's just Malik and Will Levis in the in the room, and that's not necessarily good. You like to have a veteran presence. I always like to have a veteran presence. The best coaches I've always been around, that I've been around, always wanted to have a veteran presence in there. So when you talk about moving Ryan Tannehill, you want to make sure that you have a leader like him in that room because he is a very selfless player. He can help. And we don't know if they're going to continue to move forward with, with Levis. What we've seen with young quarterbacks, sometimes they have a great first game for a second game, but then defensive coordinators start to take, you know, start to see what they can do and figure out what their kryptonite is. The other thing with the Ryan Tannehill thing is that he has a 27 million dollar base salary this year so if they're going to move that contract they are more than likely going to have to pay part of that salary similar to the Leonard Williams contract that was traded but to me I would probably try to keep the player in the room unless there's something that's an offer that I absolutely can't refuse
4: There's nothing we enjoy more, Scott, than talking about potential trades, the ones that could happen, but you just mentioned it. Mm. Leonard Williams, he was acquired by the Seahawks yesterday from the Giants. Give me your thoughts on this trade, and how would you say it would gray out for both teams?
7: Jason, there's so much I liked about this trade, really, for both sides. As we see, the Giants got a second-round pick in the upcoming draft and a fifth-round pick. They also had to give the player and pay, from what I understand, about $10 million of that contract. But I love this trade for the Seattle Seahawks and I do like it for the New York Giants. I think this is one of those trades where both teams won. When you look at the New York Giants perspective, at the end of the season, Leonard Williams is going to be 30 years old. He's going to be a free agent. Would they have been able to receive those picks in compensatory picks? So I think that they maybe got... And, or they maximize what the value was. You know, Yesterday morning, Pete Carroll was on a radio show and he said, we're always competing. And that is the truth. Pete Carroll and John Schneider are always competing. They went out and got a p- player that is absolutely going to fit their scheme, their makeup, how they like to do things. So to me, this trade is a win-win. It'll be even better for Seattle, in my opinion, if they can find a way to recruit him during these last weeks and months of the season to make sure that they extend his contract. And that makes the value of the trade picks that went away even more important and the deal even better for the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Seattle's very good. They're looking to win the whole damn thing this year. They're not messing around. Scott, neither are we. Story time. You have been a (laughs) member of several different front office staffs. Just have the floor. What is your most notable
7: deadline day story? What would you like to tell us? You, Kyle, I got to tell you, unfortunately, I wish I had something really sexy to tell you, but we were not big sellers or buyers at the trade deadline, all of the stops that I made during the season. But again, you have to back up. I've been out of the league now a couple of years. And at that point in time, as we talked about last week, the trade deadline was a little bit earlier. So you had to be very careful about how you were going to disrupt your team, how you were going to disrupt your locker room. That always impacted what we wanted to do and what we didn't want to do. So we were usually in the hunt, so we wanted to make sure that we didn't disrupt the locker room. But the other thing is this, we were big believers in acquiring players in the offseason, in the draft, rookie free agency, and developing them from within. If we had players go down, we always tried to promote. We wanted players that understood our system and understood our culture. So again, I think the timing is a little bit different, but the other thing that I've noticed in a trend in the National Football Leagues, it seems that general managers are much more willing now to trade not only because of the timing but because there's much more pressure on general managers to perform now it used to be that just head coaches got fired but now general managers get fired a lot earlier so they try to make splashy moves i think sometimes to build the roster to make sure that they can get their second contract so to me i think a lot of the dynamics are different but again i'm sorry to disappoint you i didn't have a sexier story than that folks <laughs> Not yet.
3: That's all Not right. Yet. That's all right, Peoli. We Not appreciate yet. you.
7: <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. Right, Have Scott. a great Happy rest LA, of the Congratulations again,
0: Jamie. That's awesome.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. GMFB baby coming you your go. way.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.